Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is Adolfo Acosta with the Essential Films Podcast, back with a short subjects podcast, a little bit of an appetizer before you dig into your turkey dinner today. And this podcast episode will be called Three Essential Thanksgiving Films. Let's face it, when it comes to holiday films, Christmas has monopolized the market. But what about the other family-centered holiday? Thanksgiving is a time when families get together and eat turkey, but also a time when big films are released. Movies like The Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind have historically been broadcast on Thanksgiving Day as well. So with today's podcast, let's celebrate those rare movies that celebrate the annual autumn holiday that gives us pause to say thanks. Here are three essential Thanksgiving films. Miracle on 34th Street, 1947, directed by George Seaton, starring Maureen O'Hara, John Payne, Edmund Gwen, Jean Lockhart, and Natalie Wood. What I'm trying to explain to you is, come in. You said you wanted to see me, Mrs. Wolfe. Come right in. Hello there. Good to see you again. It's nice to see you. You're awfully lucky, Mrs. Walker. Lovely little girl you have here. Thank you. And Susan's the reason I asked you to drop down. She's a little confused, and I thought maybe you could help to straighten her out. I'd be glad to. Would you please tell her that you're not really Santa Claus? That there actually is no such person? Well, I'm sorry to disagree with you, Mrs. Walker, but not only is there such a person, but here I am to prove it. No, no, no. You misunderstand. I want you to tell her the truth. Uh, what's your name? Chris Crinkle. I'll bet you're in the first grade. Second. I mean your real name. That is my real name. Second grade? It's a progressive school. Oh, it's a progressive school. May I have this gentleman's employment card, please? Yes, Mrs. Walker. This dress is very cute. Where did you get such a lovely outfit? Here at Macy's. We get 10% off. Please don't feel that you have to keep pretending for Susan's benefit. She's a very intelligent child and always wants to know the absolute truth. Good, because I always tell the absolute truth. Now, about your school, what's the name of your teacher? Mrs. Haney. Mrs. Haney. Here it is, Mrs. Walker. Thank you. One of the most heartwarming films ever made. Miracle on 34th Street depicts the trial of a Macy's store Santa Claus who truly believes he is the Santa Claus, but at its heart, it's a film about faith, not just for the other characters, but for the audience itself. When we are first introduced to Chris Kringle, he is walking the streets of New York on Thanksgiving Day. You don't see him with any reindeer, you don't see him in the North Pole, and the only sleigh he rides is the one in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Naturally, since he is the hero of the story, there is an implied trust between the protagonist and the viewer. We believe what he presents to us, no matter how ludicrous it may seem. Unlike most movies about Santa Claus, this film has no magic moments. Heck, the most amazing thing Chris does is speak Dutch to a little Dutch orphan, something certainly anybody with a proper background could do. He brings people together at Christmas time and slowly convinces everyone around him that he is the real deal. Most of this is, of course, due to the wonderful acting abilities of Edmund Gwen who won an Oscar for his portrayal of Chris. Faith is believing in something when common sense tells you not to. That is a line repeated in the movie. And by the end of the film, we as the audience truly believe that Chris is Santa, despite having no proof. And therein lies the true miracle of the film. For a more in-depth episode on Miracle on 34th Street, check out episode 18, where myself and Mark dive deep into the film. There's something very lovely and real about Hannah. 
She gives me a very deep feeling of being part of something. Did you ever read this one? Lee, 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 I'm in love with you. you. You mentioned to me yourself that you and Elliot were having some problems. You were having problems, and problems that are my business, which I don't see how you could know about in such detail. It's a good thing we had a talented daughter. But I can only hope that she was mine. With you as her mother, her father could be anybody in actor's equity. Two months ago, you thought you had a malignant melanoma. Naturally, I, I, you know, I had the sudden appearance of a black spot on my back. It was on your shirt. I'm gonna cry. You want my husband to have a child with you? Yeah, don't answer now. Just, you know, take it home and think about it for a while. God, I should have married you years ago when you wanted to. I should have agreed. Oh, God, don't you know it never would have worked? It's an epiphany of the soul, like, if you know what I mean. I... No, I know exactly what you mean, Don. I don't know if you remember me, but we had the worst night of my life together. Hannah and Her Sisters, 1986, directed by Woody Allen, starring Woody Allen, Michael Caine, Mia Farrow, Carrie Fisher, Barbara Hershey, Max Van Sydow, and Diane Wiest. A three-story arc that takes place within the span of one year, bookended by Thanksgiving Day festivities hosted by Hannah, Mia Farrow, and Elliot Michael Caine. Much like the Thanksgiving turkey, Hannah serves as the centerpiece of the story, with all other story arcs revolving around her. One of the stories involves Lee, Barbara Hershey, Hannah's sister, becoming involved in an affair with Elliot. Elliot's eye wanders because of his feelings of inadequacy in relation to Hannah's accomplishments and self-sufficiency. While Lee has grown tired of her relationship with the artist Frederick, Max von Sydow, and leaves him to pursue the affair with Elliot. It's not all serious, as Woody Allen plays one of his famously neurotic caricatures, Mickey, a hypochondriac who may actually be facing something seriously life-threatening for a change. His relation to Hannah is through her sister Holly, with whom he once had a disastrous first date with. Once he is given a clean bill of health, Mickey undergoes a religious and existential crisis, and he bumps into Holly again, this time with a much better results. There are other plots that intertwine, but I won't spoil them here. This is one of Alan's better films, if you're still watching Woody Allen films anyway. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American light and fixture, director of sales, shower curtain ring division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. <laughs> Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, and the Martonic family. Paramount Pictures presents Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Planes, trains, and automobiles. 
1987, directed by John Hughes, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. It's two days before Thanksgiving, and all advertising executive Neil Page, Steve Martin, wants to do is get home to Chicago in time to cut the turkey. However, it seems fate has a different idea. Page's cab is stolen by the lovably obnoxious Del Griffith, played by John Candy. But it matters not, because even as our heroes are in mid-flight, the plane gets rerouted to Kansas because of a severe snowstorm. Page ends up crossing paths with Griffith again and again, taking, you guessed it, planes, trains, and automobiles, all in an effort to get home. The formula is pretty standard. A straight-laced, uptight businessman paired up with the goofy buffoon in a road trip movie with unsurprising obstacles. But what separates this film from others of its kind is the on-screen chemistry of Martin and Candy. It's surprising the two had never worked on camera together before this film. Martin's portrayal of the on-the-brink-of-insanity frustrated page is pitch-perfect, especially combined with Candy's Griffith. John Candy was criminally snubbed by the Academy for a Best Supporting Actor nomination this year. While Candy's comedic chops were at this point already legendary, what made this performance so special was the dramatic chops he brought to a character that could have easily been played as one-dimensional. This is a true classic. Thanks for listening to our Short Subjects episode. Happy Thanksgiving, and don't eat too much turkey. <laughs>